0: Welcome, everyone, to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran, and uh, we got a great show lined up for you this morning. Of course, I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Uh, Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you?
1: Doing great, Todd. Doing great. Um, you know, there's lots of stuff that I think we can chat about. But oh. the big thing. Oh, huge amount of stuff. Well, it's, oh, I know there's a huge amount of stuff, but, but the big thing I'd like to cover a little bit is, um, what are the best, best methods to, uh, market your show and build an audience? (laughs) You
0: know, Oh man. Well, and and I've got, I I think that'd be some great topics. And I think I want to talk a little bit about the history of podcasting too. Just for, yeah.
1: Yeah, has that whole topic come up?
0: It's 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 continues to, you know, there was a basher on someone that's known in the space was just slamming the podcast iOS app last week, and then there was another guy that jumped in and he's he was just bemoaning Apple and why do we need them and they need to go away and they're not the only player and I'm just uh, it's there's frustration, but. And you know, I, I have to breathe, and I want to answer, and, um, and also, I don't know. I, I, I've got my craw up a little bit in that. Um, I'm seeing these like these huge opinion pieces that, um, I, 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 you know, just certain things. You know, every podcaster is trying to promote their show a variety of different ways and maybe it leads into what you want to talk about but yeah um uh, anyway first of all we i think we fixed the audio <laughs> awesome uh, i know
1: i heard some feedback on that too
0: oh, did they say it's did they say it's too hot right now still or is it good
1: over over yeah i think the term was over modulated yes
0: you're still over modulated so in my ear you're good uh, so
1: still over modulated well, and I'm on an SM7B, which uh,
0: I-, I turned you, you know. way down, yeah. so I don't know what to do.
1: I, well, hey, you know, you got a new setup there, there, sir. You may be getting in um, better volumes than you had before in your prior setup. So it's right. not a it's not a bad problem to have. It's oh. just something you just got to oh. adjust for.
0: Oh, okay. Mike Michael says it sounds good. Uh okay. okay so I just turned him back like a a, a, a wee so yeah if he's still hot just l- let us know okay and if he's okay. if he's, I just he,
1: turned my I just turned my mixer down a little bit too
0: yeah if you if he's warbly I had us even see on on the on the uh on, this is the trials and tribulations of podcasting on audition I'm right now uh a minus 12 and you go ahead and speak
1: Yes, uh, I am.
0: So you're way I think down. Well,
1: within my range.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're, you're minus eighteen on there. So there's, a, you should be quieter coming out to everyone. Yeah. So the Paul says my audio is hot. Well, okay. So I can I can turn myself down.
1: I I mean, Todd. As far as I'm hearing, you're you're sounding just right.
0: All right, so I, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens here. We're, we're trying. <laughs> Todd sounds yes. heavily compressed. See, everyone in the that's been listening to my uh, recent shows, they've been raving, raving about the audio. I must have gotten a hundred emails from listeners saying that the the audio uh, they are they said they sound the best I've ever sounded, so I, I don't know. I <laughs> But I'm not heavily compressed. Well,
1: uh, you are. Well, you are running a a, an audio compressor back there behind you, aren't you? But I never changed.
0: Those dials have never changed. Never changed. The only change I made back there was I I adjusted the EQ just a tiny bit on the on the mixer. So I I don't know. Okay, you can hear us and we're not distorted. So
1: yeah, success.
0: See, and, and Stefan says I sound compressed too, so I, I don't know what, what to do. Maybe, you yeah. know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. okay I thought we yeah. had it. I thought I had it. thought I had it.
1: <laughs> well, Todd, uh, from what I'm hearing in my earphones, you're, I, you I sound great. Okay. So. Well, thanks. <laughs> so let's best as ever Todd okay best
0: best as ever ever. oh okay that's reassuring (laughs) so let us let us continue and uh the thing is the funny thing nothing has changed in the audio chain that's the crack up about this whole thing so okay
1: um you have a whole new machine don't
0: you well the machine is the it's the same soft it's well the the streaming machine is brand new yeah but, uh, but the rest of the chain is the same. So, it's the same. Yeah, who knows? Okay. So, Rob, uh, let's talk about promoting your podcast first, and then we can talk about the history of, of podcasting. Okay. So, fire it off.
1: Fire it off. Well, you know, it's one of those things that is uh, a, a reoccurring topic that I hear a lot um, from a lot of podcasters is, how do I grow my audience? And, and Todd, th- this really gets back to a longstanding conversation that we've had on this show is that one of the big challenges that this medium has is growing the overall audience for the entire medium. So, um, you know, as more shows come online, uh, more new shows, I might say it a little differently, there's more pressure on every show to find an audience. And unless we're all effectively marketing our show, to build an audience in our particular genre or section of, uh, the potential listener base, then, um, we m- may not grow as fast. And I, I guess, um, that's the big challenge and that's the opportunity with what we've been talking about with Android. Um, and seeing that opportunity, I know with the show that I do for Spreaker, the Spreaker live show, most of my audience, uh, comes out of Android right now. Um, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's, um and a lot of the listening comes out of the Spreaker platform which makes sense it's a it's a show about Spreaker um but i'm seeing my strongest audience coming out of android listeners right now which is which is not necessarily 100% common out there but but i think you know it never hurts for us to talk about kind of the latest ways of marketing your show i guess and and i i want to learn too because there's certainly techniques that people are coming up with all, all the time i mean back in the early days of the web and the internet there were you know these search engines right that you had to kind of optimize for and kind of uh, actually do a little bit of hacking of your code and stuff to, to be found? Are there hacks that podcasters should be doing out there now to grow their audience? I think Todd, that's the topic I want to throw out there. And I I throw it also out to our audience too, to give us feedback on that. Uh, what are the best techniques now? Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Is it, um, just promoting the hell out of Android? Um, Todd, what's your thought? I know you've done a lot of kind of podcast um, surveys and things like that and gotten feedback from the community. But I guess it does, at the end of the day, it gets back to the basics also, right?
0: Well, you know, I've I've talked about this a lot this past year. And I presented at uh, the New Media at, at Podcast Movement. I presented at, uh, you know, International Podcast Day. And, and really, I, I yep. think what it boils down to is is really uh, uh, three things. And it's really, and, and this is Todd's three things that you need to have. You need authority. You have to be the authority in your content strategy and you have to build authority. Whatever you can do to be the person, the man, the woman, the entity, the guru, the subject matter expert. You have to be the authority, number one. Number two, you got to build exposure. Okay, and the exposure can, can t- mean book, radio, television, um, you know, meeting with uh, people within your industry, you know, so exposure, authority, and and finally, really, engagement. And you have to have engagement within your show to get feedback and engagement with your audience and talking to your, now it's not about your audience. And, you know, so really, I I think those three things of the stuff that I have used personally, because without authority, no, no, you, what you, why would people listen to you? Why, why would people Rob listen to you and I, we, okay. We've been, we assume in our parts we're authorities in the podcasting space. We've been around for God. We're the old guys. Okay. So, so we've got some authority exposure. What do we do? We talk about this show all over the place. We promote it and we try to engage the audience. And,
1: so, well, and we also go to trade shows and we go to conferences and expos. And I mean, yeah, I mean, we're out there in touch with the podcast community. Very deeply, so, uh, and I think that's that's what you need to bring to all your shows, all the shows.
0: And again, you know that building authority can be via blog, via book, via trade shows, via radio, via TV, via public speaking at events, connecting with companies, connecting with PR firms. You know, those are all you. You have to be all of that to grow your audience. Now, mm-hmm. you, if you have great content out of the gate, if you have sustained superior content, you're probably going to grow faster than others, but you still have to do this, all this other stuff.
1: And well, great content is so subjective too, Todd. I mean, it's, it's not, there's like this X factor that, 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 that exists with certain shows. Why does, why do certain shows in the same genre scale to hundreds of thousands of listeners where others in the same genre scale to a few hundred. I mean, I, I think if what you, are those differences? I
0: think if right? you truly listen to those shows, you've figured out. And I think a big part of it is personalities. Mm-hmm. You have to have a personality, you know, who, who is, yeah. who is the person you want to hang out with? You know, that most vibrant, you don't want to, you know, when you go to places, you know, you, you know, you can eat, if you need to drink a Red Bull before your show, or do a hundred jumping jacks. That's what you need to do. You need to get the energy up. You know, yeah. it's, it's 7 20 AM. I get an extra hour to sleep in this morning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who, who in their right mind, And I have had no coffee. Who in their right mind is ready to rock and roll at 7 20 in the morning. You know, I do, yeah. I, I do my, you, your podcast. We record that at 5 AM my time. So, yeah, You know, you, you, you gotta, and and then what, and then on the opposite aspect, I record Geek News Central at 8 p.m. Hawaiian. So I'm at the end of the day, you know, so do I always bring my A game to that show? No, it's, you know, you know, I, I, I apologize sometimes to the audience because I know I haven't delivered my best, but again, we're, we, Rob, we live in a, a society today of 200, now 240 characters. That uh, wants instant satisfaction, and you know I, this 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 thing is a this thing's a you you, you got to work your butt
1: off. Yeah, it's very very competitive now. There's a lot of shows out there.
0: Um, you know, one guy said, uh, "I saw I saw it this morning," and I get and, and I my response to it was I at a full-time job. I'm, I'm, I'm working, you know, you know, uh, nine to five. And most jobs are not nine to five. They're mostly nine to whenever, right? That's what employers demand of us these mm-hmm. days. And there's very few people that are at least salary people that are spending eight hours in office. That's just, that is not the society we live in. And not with a company that's succeeding. And then you have to come home from your job, uh, dinner, kids, spouse whatever and then you got to strap on that microphone at some point you know but Mm -hmm. you know i when i started my show rob there was incredible sacrifice i i I was working a navy job i was building a business i was doing a podcast i was working 20 hours a day
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah i I remember those days when i was when i would contact you and you're just like you're always working
0: Yeah. yeah And and, but but what was there was a goal, you know. And I yes, and I people say bullshit. I worked twenty hours a day. You know. Yeah. In those early days. And I but I my body was accustomed to four hours sleep too. So if you can't get away with four, and any I I cheated once in a while. You know, I got six. Okay, Woohoo. That was like a you know that was a huge win to get six hours sleep.
1: Score. That's (laughs) right.
0: (laughs) But I I don't sleep more than six now. I went to bed last night at eleven thirty or so and woke up at five forty five. So whatever that math is, almost six or almost seven, whatever. But um, yeah, you 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 have to grind through this if you're going to work and do a show, and you have to you know you have to have a spouse on board that's willing to. You know, honey, I'm going to be in the studio for five hours on Monday. Please take care of the kids or or your significant other. Or, you know, my family plans nothing on Mondays and Thursdays. Nothing is planned on Mondays and Thursdays. If there's a wedding or a death or a graduation, that's about the only thing that we substitute. And we're all taking a show day off. So, yeah, I, it's a, I, but growing your audience yeah. is, it, it, and again, a lot of podcasters are doing it to themselves. We've talked about this a hundred effing times on this show. And I apologize for getting, you know, being, my sailor breaking out here a little bit. But if you look at your website, what are you doing to help people subscribe to your show? You know, when they come to your website, is it in their face? You know, is is it in their face that you're a podcaster? Well, I, and is
1: there an audio player right there too? You know, you know, is there is your content reachable easily, quickly? Um, you know, a lot of shows that I see are you know it's buried on some sub page, and you got to click through like five pages to get to a a web player. You, you um and. So, and some of them don't even have web players, Todd.
0: You come to my page. What is right there? Bam. I mean, for, it's in your face. Subscribe to podcasts. Apple, Android, email, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, RSS feeds. You don't know what, how to do this? Click more subscribe options. A little bit further down on my page. What is it? Here's a player. And guess what it's got? Subscribe on the player. What does it have below the player? Subscribe, 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 subscribe. You know,
1: give people a way, a simple way to connect with your show. I think that's the key message here. I agree with you.
0: You know, and if you, and I'm, this is, you know, 15,000 pages that have, you know, this data on it It has, you know, has that on there. So I, I think some podcasters do it to themselves when they're complaining about, not being able to get more subscribers to their show.
1: But you also have to drive people to your website, too. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's, again, you know, I, okay, Rob, what did I say earlier? Blog, podcast, book, trade shows, radio, TV, speaking, connecting with companies and PR firms. <laughs> if I'm on the radio, yeah. Todd, where can people reach you? Yeah, they can reach me at geeknewscentral.com, subscribe to my podcast. I don't give an email. <laughs> <laughs> you know. On television. Yeah. Todd, how can they reach you? com. You can subscribe to my podcast right on the page. Everything I do, I do and,
1: and 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 you can watch it or listen to it right there. Right. Yeah.
0: And I drive everything back to that page. And yet people, well, you know, I don't need a blog. I don't I don't need a website. I'm quite happy where I'm at. I'm on iTunes. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. if I'm pissing somebody off in this audience, but if you want to, if you, if if you're able to grow your show and just be on iTunes only or be on uh, Apple podcast, please. I want to hear your secret <laughs> because I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to listen. And and yeah. the, and then and then this whole this whole mantra of bashing on Apple right now, I people there is some really upset angry people at Apple, and I'm bamboozled.
1: Why do you think that's happening, Todd? What's the what's what's the motivation behind that? Is it truly that the Apple Podcast app is so awful that it's it's worth going off on it I don't know I, I
0: here's the thing I upgraded my phone and guess what happened a podcast I was subscribed to still kept playing <laughs> on the podcast iOS app
1: It still kept working. It it still
0: kept working. I'm on websites and I'm subscribing to shows and I can subscribe to podcasts and I'm still getting my shows. Everyone said search is broke. Search, search, search is horrible. I have never searched for a podcast on the Apple podcast app except for
1: my own. It's so- I agree. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of people say that search in in client apps is is not very good. My, I mean, my experience is that oftentimes these big companies don't put a lot of effort into their search um, because I don't know. I don't know. Do people use it a lot? It just I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it's an interesting question, but how important is is search really? To people finding podcasts i think it it if you're offering links to your content off of your website and you're actually driving marketing to to your show where people are clicking on a on a link that goes directly to that show in the itunes or apple platform then you, you don't need to do a search so you know that's that that's kind of my thought
0: yeah Hey, hey, Tommy, uh, welcome to the, the chat room on uh, newmediashow.com forward slash live. I'm just trying to log in to say hi. I, You know, I, I just, uh, you know, the, the space is, um, you know, the space is changing. We've got a lot of new podcasters coming in and they just don't know the road we have went down yeah. on this. And that's why I want to spend a little time today talking about, you know, the history Of podcasting, so people understand that we ought to be okay. I'm not saying get down on your hands and knees and pray to the Apple God, okay. And I'm not there, (laughs) but we have got to be very thankful. You know, if you, if, if you know, in your thanks and in your prayers, you better be thankful Apple has done. And, and if you're an atheist, I'm sorry, but if you, if you better be thankful for what <laughs> Apple has done for the podcasting community, you know, in 2004, <laughs> let me find it.
1: Well, plus Todd, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. So this is, this is a good time for us to start a thank Apple campaign, I would say. Um, oh, here it know, is. It's part of our thanks. Thanksgiving we can be thankful that Apple actually supports podcasting in a deep and robust <laughs> way because a lot of other big companies don't. So, right. and when they do, they screw it up.
0: Yeah. In, in 2004, this for those of you watching this is where where we were in 2004. And this is a and, little de- little device
1: and And an iPod too. So,
0: okay, yes. But the majority of us, a similar
1: type of device, similar type of device. The
0: majority of us couldn't afford an iPod in 2004. Okay, so the iRiver, it had a whopping 256 meg of memory. Yep, 256. You connected a USB cable to it and you basically plugged it into your computer. You turned it on, and if the battery was charged, because it did require a double A, um, you could sync these cool things called podcasts to this and walk out the door and listen to a podcast in your car. Now, we laugh. This was revolutionary. Revolutionary. You got to go back. That was
1: going to kill radio time, as you can this, go back and, and recall.
0: This was, this to this point, was not an easy way to consume media. You couldn't consume it in your car. You couldn't drive down the road in 2004 and listen to a podcast unless you had something like this, what? an adapter, or you couldn't
1: yeah yeah you had to have some some earphones and you could do it in the car
0: yeah, some earphones, and you could listen to this 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 was it so when I walked and I, and here in hawaii I've, I've got a nice had a nice commute at the time. when I got in my car and I could listen to the daily source code on this device and not listen to AM, FM radio, oh, I get chills yeah. thinking about it yeah. So that was 2004 to July, June, June, July of 2005. And then in June, July of 2000, in, uh, all this development was going around on, on, on uh, applications that syncing application. There was iPodder, iJuice, uh, Juicer. I, and there was, you know, all these, all these, uh, apps that were managing RSS feeds and manages, and they were really cool. You could and you synced everything up to your, you know, you, every night I plug this in, and at 2 a.m. A, a script fired off and it updated, and uh, I get all the latest shows. But in June, July of 2005, when Apple brought podcasting into iTunes, and then the iPod could be still physically wired synced through iTunes. What happened when that happened, Rob?
1: <clears throat> well, the the medium started to grow. That's that that's when it started to lift off, and there was a lot of attention and a lot of um, interest. Um, there was a lot of lot of focus on it back then. A lot of media coverage, a lot of hype. I mean, a lot of it was kind of early early expectation setting that probably wasn't based in a lot of reality because there wasn't a lot of people listening yet. But the medium was getting a lot of attention on the front page of Wired magazine, and, um, you know, back in that time, Todd, in that time, 2005, 2006, I was already starting to work on on mobile phone distribution of podcasting. Um, so that kind of stuff was starting to kick off. I I used to work for a company called Melodio Melodio Mobilecast, and we made Java apps for uh, Razer. Now, this was pre-smartphone type of stuff. I mean, it was before the the iPhone came out, um, and because pod- podcasting was on smart or limited capability limited.
0: phones, yeah,
1: early on in medium, and even prior to that, um, there were other kind of precursor platforms that, that that were out there with podcasting type functionality. Even Microsoft had a platform it was called Sync and Go. Um, that worked with Pocket PC devices, so you had the ability to synchronize. Now, granted, it wasn't an open platform; it was limited to only 13 content providers. But that was that started back in 2003, so so and the, went to up till till about 2005. So there is this technology of doing it to mobile devices was had has been around for a very long time.
0: But um, like you, but the keyword Apple you said, was
1: the one that, yeah,
0: limited content partners. That was a word there right. you said. Yes.
1: And it wasn't built on an open standard. Right. So, which is what Apple embraced. Apple embraced an open um, standard protocol, RSS 2.0. And that was originally created by Dave Weiner. And he added the enclosure tag to blog RSS. And and that that enclosure tag was never intended for podcasting. It was just something that the RSS2 spec was added there, so there could be other media types, whether it be PDFs or Word documents or text files or images or whatever you wanted to put in that, that enclosure tag um, could be used. So podcasting was not even envisioned when Dave Weiner uh, put that into RSS.
0: But you know the hack that him and Adam came up with, primarily Adam and getting the sinking yeah, to start, you know, that, yep. that was. And so, you know, here was, and uh, I put this into perspective, a couple of years into the podcasting space, I went to a conference because I'm thinking this time I'm, I'm all about distribution, right? I want to get distribution. So I went to this over the top conference where there was a bunch of, and I've told this story a hundred times where there was a bunch of uh, folks from Time Warner and all these, you know, multi mega billion dollar companies that, uh, have the control of the TV channels. And, you know, I am up there kind of stupidly asking a question, what, what does it take to get a, you know, a channel on your guys's uh, system? And it's like, you know, a million dollars, two years and lots of lawyers. And cause I thought it'd be cool. Let's get podcast on TV. Right. And, uh, yeah. yep. so, you know, some form of that has happened recently mostly video podcast or videos but you know i i, I just so when when a, the, when apple did that it was a true inflection point and, and it ri and it it hurt the space a little bit actually because some of the innovation stopped because it just become easy it just did it on apple so that's one of the big reasons why apple basically obtained this mega uh foothold is that when the you know, later on when the iPhone launched, it was just embedded in easy. And of course, then they put the podcast app as native and it did become more easy. Um, and, and, and I'm truly, truly believe the ability to one click subscribe was the most brilliant thing that Apple ever did. And it, it really changed the space completely with you having the, the iTunes link, on your yep. site and be able to click that and subscribe in iTunes early on, then later on, subscribe in the podcast iOS app. Yeah. Owned it. Owned it. So, you know, that's why we introduced one click subscribe on Android. It's not as clean, but it still gives the same functionality. And I don't want to start pitching that again because I've talked about that enough on this show. And if you don't use it, good. <laughs> don't complain about Whoa. your android users good
1: <laughs> that'll be more listeners for me yeah right? don't
0: good don't please don't implement it don't yeah i don't want you to <laughs> especially if you're a tech show please if it's on your website take it
1: off <laughs> time. Yeah, why not sorry right. you're you're done promoting it as a, as, you know, now it's like take the reverse psychology. Yeah, I've got that. Say, it's don't okay. Go ahead. It. No. Do it. It's horrible. It's, it's horrible. horrible. It's It'll never wor- work for you.
0: It's the worst user. It's, you know, you, you don't want people subscribing to your show. You just don't. You know, why, why would you give people an opportunity to subscribe? So
1: it's, you know, just forget it. <laughs> no, well, Todd, didn't you know nobody's subscribing anymore? They're just going to click oh, play. Of right? course.
0: Of course. We're just actively playing. Wrong you know so so my when,
1: downloads are bad Todd didn't you, didn't you get the memo
0: you know so when the last thing we need to do is start pissing apple off so please constructive feedback is always fantastic you know they all they want to hear it but don't you know this is like pulling out the 12 gauge and you know blasting away it's 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 counterproductive
1: well. Well, if they see the, the the topic, you know, and and the guys that work at Apple, they're they're on social media, they're yeah, checking stuff yeah. out all the time. All the time. They'll they're... Si- <laughs> they'll, they'll just ignore you. So Yes, is they will. It is.
0: And you know, and yes. and you might actually if you start promoting another service too heavily, you might find your episode missing off iTunes too. So <laughs> <laughs> You know, so
1: Oh, well, uh, What do you expect, right?
0: Yeah. You know, but there's, there's, here's the thing that drives me crazy too, is that you do what you want. There's no rules. There's no rules. I'm not Time Warner. I'm not Spectrum. I don't tell you how much bandwidth you can consume. You know, it's your show. You do whatever you want. (laughs) It's true. It's true. You can you can yeah. t- you say, you don't know what you're talking about. Go away. And I'm fine with that. That's, <laughs> because that's the beauty. That's the thing. That's where we could, where we, this, this is where this all changed it. This iRiver, this little 256 meg piece of junk audio player that I was frustrated. I could only load like four podcasts on every day. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, 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 it allowed me to. Put my middle finger up at the man. you know what I put when I put solar on my roof, Rob. <laughs> when I got my first electric bill and it was 1825, I mean and when I get the email now telling me what my electric bill is because of my solar, I, I literally yeah. put my middle finger up and I point it towards the air, <laughs> towards the Hawaiian Electric Company, because I'm not paying those folks no more. They don't own me. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. like taking taking. It's so empowering to take things
1: back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, and that's what really podcasting yeah. has been all about is is taking taking it back, taking media back, and giving it to the people. Yeah. So it's leveled it's leveled the playing field, and I think what Todd, you, you and I get frustrated at is. Is the the efforts and the acceptance on on the part of many out there of of the big media taking our power away again?
0: It's never going to so, happen. Oh. <laughs> never going to yeah. happen. You it's, it's like the Second Amendment: don't take my guns, don't take my podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so are we going to start an NRA of uh, podcasting? No,
0: no, no. <laughs> But it's, it's true though. We, you know, we, they can't, they can't, they can't take it away. The genie's out of the bottle, you know, and everyone can have a voice. That's the beauty of it. But, you know, if you want to have a voice and you want, or if you have a voice and you're doing a podcast and you want to be successful and your shows, not growing the way it is, I got, Four, let, five letters, G-R-I-N-D, grind. You got to do the grind. <laughs> and I, if you're doing the podcast to build, you know, and for me, I don't do the. I do the show for me. I love my audience, but I still do the show for me.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, it, it keeps you on the cutting edge of whatever topic that you're covering. Yeah. It's the same it's the same motivation that I had very early days with doing the podcasts that I have done. Is I'm I do it so I can learn,
0: and the, you know, the, and
1: it's just a way to share with others. You have learn,
0: and I I swear I would never start using this word, but I'm I'm liking it more and more because I I was triggered last night by a post that uh, Robbie made in a couple of communities talking about you know posting fake videos to uh, Facebook, and uh, oh yeah. And and am just and how it's hurting is uh, you know social presence, and it's just it was this book of information, and I and I'm just like distribution, any distribution is good. I know no one is going to listen to an hour podcast on Facebook. They may watch. We got people watching right now, okay, but. When I post my show and I put the two minute sampler up with a promotion to go to my page and because of YouTube's, uh, I mean, Facebook's, uh, um, you know, not allowing MP3s and you have to convert it to MP4 and you have to go through minutia to get it up on there. It's because it's the only way to do it that, that Facebook allows. Um, you know, don't poo poo that. That's just a great way to promote that there's a new episode. I, and again, what do I do? I send them back the mothership you know and oh it's you know those are being downranked and yeah eh. whatever we're, we're not we're not the Russians putting up fake news we're podcasters putting up announcements about our shows to our listeners who are following us on Facebook
1: and I'll I'll be one of the first to well I think Todd you'd probably appreciate this um, I, I I don't know that the social media platforms are really all that effective at uh, driving listeners to your show. I think you got to do it other ways. Uh, it's just one—it's just one way you can connect with a certain yeah, one. certain segment of your potential listener base. But you know, you can't be too reliant on Twitter or Facebook or any of these platforms to drive listeners to your show. I think you know you still have to be there, but. That doesn't mean that you solely count on them as a way to drive audience because I I just don't think it's that effective because, I mean, it needs to be – the content needs to be appropriate to to whatever medium it is. And those are different mediums than podcasting. Those are scroll through fast, check the headlines, find something that, that, that connects with you very quickly. And you move on, and a lot, a lot of people miss half of the stuff that gets posted to social media, or probably 80, 90% of what gets posted to Facebook. So you may not even see it.
0: Yeah, at least 90%. Um, if I want to see yeah, what people yeah. are saying, I go to their profile page. You know, I, I don't, I don't uh, count on the newsfeed to feed me info. So I, you know, people that I follow, podcasters, YouTubers, yeah. I, go their, I go to their profile page and look at their post. Yeah, you know that's what that friends list is for. So, yep. I mean, it's just I, I just think that uh, um, you, there's there's more to this whole podcasting thing than just re, you know strapping on a mic. You know, it's but you know I I, I it depends on how you start, Rob. You know, a lot of these folks they just start on like SoundCloud and that's where they're at. You know, people were freaking out last night. SoundCloud had a little bit of an outage and their media went down for a few hours. And, um, you know, and they don't, they don't understand these sometimes glitches happen and they were, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs. You took my media down, you, copyright infringement. It wasn't. They just had a technical issue for a short period. And, um... And we, you know, we've had stuff happen in the past and, and it's, you know, you automatically, you know, you have to be there and be responsive. But I, I don't, I think you just, we just have a, a different group of podcasters today and I and you respect them. That's fine. You know, if they just want to do a show and have it, uh, to, you know, whatever location, that's cool. I'm I'm cool with that, you know, but don't cry about your numbers.
1: Yeah get out there and do what it takes to to build your numbers. And, and sadly, it's it's, it's one it, it's one episode at a time, one listener at a time, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and sadly, some shows will never grow. And I, it's just maybe it doesn't resonate. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Any you, know, yep. you may, it, and I don't I if I, we could figure out that dynamic and why that happens, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, Todd, that's a lot of the reason why you need to do the show for you as, as a podcaster, right? Because if you're doing it because you're trying to build fame and fortune and and all this kind of stuff like that, it's not going to sustain you. Because there's going to be stretches of time when you're not going to not going to feel good about it. You're not going to grow. You're not going to feel like you're reaching an audience. There, mm-hmm. th- there's going to be a time, and we've all been through it. Yep, where you. You think you're speaking to an empty room, yep. and it's psychologically challenging.
0: Yes, it is. Well, that's where radio and radio folks have advantage. People can call in instantly. Invent, you know. So, yep. you know, if you're running against up against that psychological impact where no one's listening, well, maybe maybe you need to go and get set set a count of orbit speaker and do something live. Try a few episodes over there. Doing, you know, you know, there's lots of ways shake to shake it up a little to bit. Shake right? it up. Yep, to shake it up. Why did do I
1: something different?
0: Why did yeah. I start video? It was something different. The audio was the audio. I wanted to try something new. You know, that's why did I? I didn't need to spend, you know, all this money to do that. I could have just kept doing the audio podcast. Yeah.
1: But a lot of people like to watch, a lot of people like to listen, a lot of people like to read. Exactly. So. That's the key key message. Now, granted, if you're too busy or you you just don't have time to do all that, well, you you do what you can. You know, you do as much as you can to to reach potential listeners. Mm-hmm. And maybe you need to really really niche with your show if you're starting out small. Um, and and really just focus in on a target market.
0: Um, and
1: try and reach those people.
0: There remains in the space three distinct categories of podcasters. It's been this way since the start. There's ones that are having fun doing a show, hanging out with their buds, girlfriends, yeah. and just doing a show to do a show. And they're yeah. having a good time doing it. They're not worried about making money. If people listen, great. If That's cool. And that's a big portion of the podcasting space. A big portion yeah. of it. More than half
1: and a lot of that Todd, and a lot of that community gets bashed by the by the higher level podcasters and i i don't know why they feel like they need to do that i think um, god bless you them they they hob- they're,
0: they're, they are that the-
1: hobbyist podcaster right
0: yep so they they they're my bread and butter you know that that group right there number 2 second group is the and I kind of would put myself, my personal podcast in that middle group. I do a show. I, I want to make money. Um, it is, uh, I respond to emails from advertisers the same day. Um, you know, that is my, my personal show. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm that middle level, you know, and I enjoy doing my show and it is a business. I do expect to try to make money with it. Then there's a third and that's that top tier group that is like, they're full time there. That's all they do is their podcast. They have a production company. I mean, they have assistance, they have personal assistance, uh, you know, so there's really those three levels and, um, and all of them struggle with the same exact thing, same thing. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter what, you know, what you're out for, for the show. You know, if you want to build a business or on a podcast, hey, Guess what? Knock yourself out.
1: (laughs) Strap on the big boy pants.
0: Well, not even that. Just, just you know, you you're going to have to work very, very hard.
1: I know. That's what I mean. I mean, it's it's nothing that's easy to do.
0: And I don't want to scare new people starting a a show. show. This this thing can be very rewarding. There can be, you know, the entire time I've been doing podcasts, Rob. In the thirteen years I've been doing podcasts, there was one, one episode, one episode that has made the entire thirteen years worth it. I would do the whole thing over again for that one episode. Now, when my when my dad died on the anniversary of my two hundredth show, and I sent a, a a short three minute podcast out saying the podcast was canceled. This is what happened. I'll see you in ten days, and didn't take my laptop with me uh, for going back and taking care of the arrangements and everything. When I come back and I had three, almost 3,000 emails of condolences from my audience, that single episode made, I think back to that often and knowing that sometimes you feel like you're talking to an empty room, but in reality, You are, you're you're not. not. And when it, when it comes down to the brass tacks of when your audience knows you need them, they will come through and like, like, like knights in shining armor. So to, to me, that was just like, that was a watershed moment for me. I have a separate folder. Uh, in my email, where all those all those emails reside, uh, I'll never delete them. So it's it's you know everyone will have that moment in podcasting. Hey, thank you for helping me with this, or you know. So you know, recently robbed him one of my podcasts. I shared some medical stuff that was going on, and uh, you know, in the twenty thirty emails later, you know, I'm I know that I'm making a difference in helping people you know start exercising and and uh you know helping make improvements to their life so you know again you, when they really when you really connect they'll really they're going to come through and say they're going to they're going to relate
1: mm-hmm. you know it's a podcasting is a very personal medium so people People will will connect with you if you connect with them. Yeah. So, it's 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 not unexpected, and and it can be very, very, very rewarding. You know, that's what that that's what has hooked me in this medium for many years. So all all the years that I've been working in this is, is that connection with people. True. Um, with audience and podcasters and. That's what keeps, keeps me going every day is just trying to help people. And that's, um, a lot of people start out with the same kind of, um, thoughts and aspirations that I did when I first started too. And I always keep that in mind when I'm talking to people, I don't get frustrated with people. I try and, um, talk to them in a way that, um, hopefully they'll understand. Sometimes, um, no matter how I say things, people just don't understand. And that can be very, very frustrating for me. Um, but, but it happens.
0: Rick makes a point in the chat room. He says, if you have 80 loyal listeners who love your show, why cry over the fact that you only have 80? You have 80 listeners more than you would had if you didn't have a podcast. And I'll follow that up with one additional comment. For those of you who have a regular J-O-B, how many people does your boss reach every day? You know how many people does, what what's their circle of influence, and for most folks working in small businesses, you, your boss if you're if if you're not the boss, your boss doesn't have influence over eighty people. You do. 400 or hundred or three hundred or three thousand or four thousand, so if you think about that from an influence standpoint. Think about the responsibility we have as podcasters to take care of our audience and respect our podcasters. If we've got, got 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 people listening, we're responsible for the psyche and well-being and health and, you know, we, we may be the only lifeline or, you know, it depends on the show. But you think about the power you have. As as a podcaster, reaching those people and the influence you can have.
1: That's big. Well, Todd, I don't, I try not to think of it as some sort of, um, there's power there. I well, guess it's,
0: I, I shouldn't and, say power. I'm saying those. I mean, and that's, we have a responsibility. Okay because,
1: yeah, exactly. You're, you're trying to just point out that you have a responsibility there and, right. And, and with responsibility does come power. I mean, you have the, the ability to influence and have an impact on other people and you need to take that seriously. And that's, that's where that, you know, that, that power comes from is right. the, is the responsibility that you have to, um, to add value to those listeners. They're, they're investing their time in doing something or listening to you or whatever, or trying to start a podcast and you need to always, and I do this. I mean, I, I try and always respect that. I try and be as authentic and real and helpful as I can with everyone that I speak to in the podcasting community. And that's, that's just who I am. I'm not saying everybody has to do that, but um, I don't worry about my time. I worry about how, how much value I bring.
0: And that's, that's why frauds in podcasting are smelled out so easy because you're right there in their head and they're listening to you and you're like, is this guy real? Yeah. You know,
1: you have this, to be real in this medium. Is, you can't yeah, be it, a, a phony and a know. fraud. You
0: can't be a poser. Well, not at all. Rick says there's a fourth level too. And those are, uh. Podcast created supplemental to support content for a company's product or service. I kind of put them in category two, but you're right, Rick. It's kind of, uh, it could be considered a separate category. And, uh, Michael says nobody listens to the boss by choice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, there you go. Uh,
0: Well, hopefully you have the, hopefully you're, you know, you're a good boss. You've got the respect of your employees and they do listen.
1: Yeah. You probably still, Uh, still should listen to your boss because that's the pathway to get into trouble.
0: Yeah, but, but good bosses listen to their employees too. So, you know. Yes, of course.
1: Right. It's not a one way street.
0: No, it's not. Uh, There may be a time where it's one way. (laughs)
1: Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah that, that's true. Yeah, but but that's usually
0: true. it's a two-way dialogue. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I tell you one thing that we went through. Uh, just you know, as a I gave you guys a I talked a little bit about it on Facebook, but we uh, Barry Cantz, our CFO and and legal and and Angelo have been working. You know, consistent, not like full time, but, you know, we've been talking to a variety of companies and trying to get our health care laid in it uh, for next year. And we're changing up what we're doing. And the um, is a small company, you know, (laughs) it's very hard when you're a very small company and you have people in multiple states to get health care plans set up where they actually have choices. And you, they work like dogs and we were able to at least give the employees three choices of healthcare this year and they could pick from three different plans, but the it was woefully way too painful to, um, to do that. So, you know, you're trying to do the right thing and it's just the, I'm going to just the whole system is broke. Um, if you're a big company, yeah, you know, you, agree. it's, it's easy, but if you're a small company, it's, it's very, yeah. very difficult. and our average uh average gr- you know the gross amount that's going to cost um between the sh- you know the, the share we do a share uh with our employees we do 75 uh, 25 uh where we pick up 75% of the bill um is uh about $7,000 is the um is the average uh, of course each age group is a little different but about $7,000 an employee is about the average Cost for for healthcare that we, we were able to, and actually that's um, that's up a lot. So it's um, yeah, it's it's just broke.
1: Yeah, and it's probably going to be going up more too.
0: Well, it you know not for I I don't think it's going to go up more for companies that have plans. It's going to be going up for individuals that have to try to do this on their own.
1: But I think well, com- it's either that or the the. I mean, I'm seeing it myself as the, the, in, I don't know if it's just in the Seattle market or something like that, but it, it, it went up a lot and the coverages went down.
0: So, but so, anyway, <clears throat> it's broke. Yeah. The whole system's broke. And just, yeah. I, I don't know what they're ever going to find a solution, but it's, it's tough being a small business owner. So if you, you know, if you're in, that's something to think about too. If you're in, if you want to be an independent podcaster, and you're going to go on your own and go full time, you know, it's, you know, be prepared for that for, uh, you know, that, because you're not going to get a plan for, it's, it's going to be for a family oh you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, $14,000 a year is a, there's just, you don't get any leverage if you're not part of a, if you're not working for a, for a company, it's, it's ridiculous. It should be yeah. the same. Everyone should be able to get the same type of plans. That's, that's the problem, but it's not the world we live in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So those guys, you know, they, I mean, just an ma- amazing amount of time having to spend on that meeting with different groups and trying to get stuff figured out. But most groups only wanted to give us one choice. And our challenge was because of the multi-state problem that just complicated the hell out of it. It was insane. <clears throat> And being small, there's only 15 of us. So not everyone, we've got some contract workers, so not everyone's full-time. Yeah. But Anyway, um, the woes of podcasting.
1: It's a challenge. Yes. Well, it's the woes of starting any small business these days. It's uh, challenging.
0: Yeah. So uh, what else is happening in the sphere? We've been ranting here for, we've been on the soapbox for an hour.
1: We have been. Uh, uh, let's see. I mean, I was looking at pod to pod a little bit. Uh, PodCon agenda has been released. I guess. Yeah. It's coming up here in early December. Um, Streaker now supports uh, Chromecast and AirPlay. Oh, nice. You do. Yeah. Good for yeah. you guys. Yeah. So our our apps can be listened to on those platforms. Uh, let's see here. What are some of the other things going on here? Well, we, uh, believe it
0: or not, you're probably just taking your stuff, but if you're going to PodCon, you, know, you have to ship stuff by Tuesday of next week. I couldn't believe it to uh, ship that early, but I guess because of the holidays and everything, that was the, uh, that was the requirement. But uh, I think PodCon is going to be fun. They're going to have, uh, Lore's going to be there on the main stage and, and then they're going to have talks about networks and communities and, so there's some stuff that is going to be podcasting uh podcaster focused but there's a lot of this is going to be uh uh listener focused but there's still stuff I think that podcasters will get out of this. Um talking about recording and equipment and doing it live and some uh some voice even some voice workshops that type of stuff. So I think there's some stuff there yeah. for podcasters. So if you're in striking distance of Seattle I think there are close to 1,000 people have registered to go, so uh, it should be fun. Uh, I'm going to be there. I get there Saturday morning. I, I, I land at SeaTac, Rob, at 8 a.m. How long is it going to take me to get downtown?
1: Uh, Probably only about 20 minutes.
0: Okay, so it's not far. Can I Uber from SeaTac? Do they, does Uber pick up there? or, or are they? Yes. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. They've got a huge prep station in the parking garage.
0: Oh, so you have to go to the I mean, station, like, or
1: you—is there a specific? Yeah, yeah, you have to go. It's on the—I um, think it's on the fourth floor of the parking garage. Oh, cool! It's this—it's got—it's like a—it's like a parade of Priuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'll—I'll I'll, uh, drop my bags at the desk and uh, go to the conference, I guess. So hopefully, I don't stink too bad after uh, flying all night. I don't, she's going to try to get me in my room early. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe I can,
1: okay.
0: I can get a shower, but uh, yes. And then I fly out Monday.
1: Early icon is December 9th through the 10th in downtown Seattle at the Washington state convention center. So which is a, a beautiful facility. Todd, have you ever been to the Washington state convention center before?
0: I don't think so. The only thing I've been into, I went to gnome Dex a couple of times, wherever Chris had that event. Yeah. But we're staying at the Sheraton, I think, right across the street. I don't know. Mackenzie made the reservations. So, yeah,
1: it is. It's actually um, right right next to the convention center. So you'll be close.
0: All right. <clears throat> you'll cool.
1: be w- walking distance close. All right. Um, and the actual convention center sits on top, literally on top of I 5.
0: <clears throat> oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. So. You get to watch the Literally traffic go through.
1: No, it actually goes underneath it.
0: <laughs> oh, so you can't really see it. So they're tunneled under it. I got you.
1: <clears throat> exactly. So, All right. but there's lots of natural surrounding, big windows. You know, it's uh, it's a very kind of natural, kind of modern looking facility. Yep.
0: So, as a rem- so be nice. as a reminder. Um, it's vacation time for the rest of the country for podcasters. It's buckle down and get to creating content. Um, remember people are going to be driving a lot. They're going to be looking for things to do. Um, you know, it's probably starting about Wednesday. So, uh, if you've got a, an episode in the can that, uh, maybe an extra one, uh, it'd be a good thing to drop that like Tuesday night. Um, you might get some extra listens out of your, out of your audience. And then of course for the holidays, the uh, week leading to christmas and then the really the six weeks following christmas is uh, is the number one time to gain new listeners to your podcast new subscribers because everyone's got new shiny brand new devices that santa claus has brought and they're and oftentimes yes. they're also off work they've got time to relax sitting around the lazy boy got the fireplace running they can check for some uh you know check for some new podcasts to listen to so It's not time to slouch off. I hate to tell you this. If you plan on taking a break, that's a mistake.
1: Yes. Buckle down, get it done.
0: And if you you have a show that you can put some shows in the can and release them later, maybe this is the time to do four or five ahead. And I don't normally do that tonight. I can't do that personally.
1: So talk. I noticed that there's an article in Pod to Pod right now talking about facing your podcasting fears. Oh. Me, Are there podcasting fears?
0: Let me look at this brandcasting.com. Fa-
1: facing your podcasting fears.
0: Hmm.
1: So it says here. <clears throat> Uh, fear of starting a podcast, the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, or the fear of the unknown. Ooh.
0: So anyone that's over at brandcasting.com, who's that player by? I'm looking at this player and I'm trying to figure out who uh, who makes this player.
1: I have no idea.
0: Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's clean. Um, it is very clean. Yeah. I probably just gave a plug to a competitor, but it's okay. So uh <laughs> got to give credit where credit's due when you see stuff. Um, so he's talking about uh, some tactics to get to help people get through it that we didn't really go into. I, I guess you'll have to listen to the episode, but there's it, it, the way he writes his show notes is very difficult. You know, here's the thing about the web too, and let, let me just bring this up for those of you watching. So it's it's he's got like this huge article, and I understand this is good, but give me some bullet points.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, or 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 put some quotes in there that are large. Yeah. yeah, I do this on my yeah on my blog. If you go to robgreenlee.com, dot uh, com, you can see what I do with my blog post too, because you got to grab people's attention. Yeah, this it can't d- just be a wall of words. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> you know this is good for Google, and I'm sure he's got good ranking here on this page. But I need some. Like, okay, why do I want to read this to begin with? So,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good good that he has some photographs yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but that's, it's, you know, it's got to be something that pulls you in. Rick
0: says, Freeding a fear of recording an hour show and having a corrupted file. Um, Rick, you've been podcasting for many, many years. You, you, you you record two sources, right? I do. (laughs) And it has saved me many times, you know, in this show, I've forgotten to start the recorder over here. And, uh, you know, and then I've, because I've got the video being recorded separately. I'm, I'm okay, but (laughs) yeah, I've been saved a few times by having two sources. Yeah, hey, Todd,
1: go to go to my blog um, uh, robgreenley dot com, and I can show uh, viewers, at least, and about kind of occasionally what I'll do with the blog post to make it kind of pop.
0: Okay, so here you um, go. We get a
1: so once you it's kind of, I mean, I mean, you can see it right there, right out of the gate. But keep going down. And okay, so you start like this post here. Sorry, I got it. Oh, you got it.
0: Okay, wow, Wow,
1: Todd, you got a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, okay, very
0: unusual. So, okay,
1: so keep going down, and it said why podcasters and listeners should care about dynamic ads. Yeah, so you can see how. I've kind of broken up the article and, and highlighted content in there that will attract the eye to certain quotes in there or things that I've written to to drive a message. Because what a lot of people do will just kind of scroll through uh, the blog post looking for something that will catch their attention, right? And if it's summarized or highlighted or created in a little different font or something like that, um, they'll, they'll read that and that'll suck them into the article. And then I also post a, you know, a link to the audio segment that, that actually supports that topic. Right. So this is, this is a technique that I've been using, uh, with my radio show I did for many years. And this was back in the early two thousands and, uh, was very effective at driving people to listen to your show. So you write articles with a web embeddable audio player. And you get people hooked to listening to the audio but reading too. So
0: Boy Rob, look at that awful audio player there. I'm not just kidding.
1: <laughs> I know. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> I know. It's it's just you know, it need it really needs to be worked on.
0: Actually, your guys' players nice too, so I'm just teasing.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I know you are.
0: But so you know, I I guess the you know, we've kind of talked a little bit today already about, uh, you know, basically the, what do you do to grow your show? And, you know, this kind of falls into that same mantra here, you know, and here's the things, you know, you, things you can do on your website. Um, you know, and because my show is a news show, you know, my approach is r- really a lot different because you know, my goal is, is I, I've talked about so many topics um, I want them to be able to come in very quickly and and find the topics. So, you know, my strategy has always been to just give them a, a talking points. I, I I go through and link to yeah. every article. I just you know it's they're quick there for them, easy to find. I have a little yeah. bit of dialogue at the beginning of the of the episode, but you know this because I do a news show. This is why this is how I format it's all your links. Yeah, you all know, my links to everything that I've covered. So, yep. And I do something else with these. That's important. I have these as um, Google will impact you if you're doing this, if you don't link these the right way. And um, I actually do these as no follows because it looks like I put a spam list in here.
1: Um, yeah, that's, that could be considered to be a link Link,
0: link farm, farm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, is
1: what so, they call
0: it. Yeah, so these are all set up as no follows and uh that way i don't get hammered by um by google if there's something i want to put in the uh in the show or in the show notes that's a little more linking to something then i'll do that in a separate paragraph but uh yeah that's the way i set this up is so that i don't get penalized by google because they and i learned this the hard way (laughs) they did penalize me and i had to go through and fix all that to to get some of I my mean, ranking back. So let's talk just a little bit about uh, what What are your predictions for next year, Rob? It may be too early to start talking about this, but what do you think?
1: <coughs> oh, what's going to happen next year as yeah. far as in the podcasting space? Yeah.
0: Or maybe what's going to happen December when these Apple data comes out.
1: Ah, um, uh. I don't think a lot will change when the Apple stats come out. I think people will keep doing their shows, but I think there, there will be a little bit of an adjustment of expectations on the part of advertisers. So, and people will, will probably wind up tweaking their shows. Um, once people know how far people are listening in and, um, I think it's, it's going to cause some adjustment. I don't think it's going to be, uh, like a major earthquake in the podcasting space. I think it'll just be people will make slight adjustments. Um, And actually, I'm kind of hoping that this whole pre-roll thing, kind of uh, fascination with pre-rolls kind of fades away. In
0: regards to...
1: Um, I've been thinking more and more about this for a while now, and I know that you know um, I'm I'm kind of speaking a little out out of turn compared to what a lot of people in the podcasting space are are doing right now. But I'm I would like to see pre rolls kind of go away. You do? I would like to see early mid rolls as the standard. Yes,
0: you, you know I don't do pre rolls.
1: I know you don't, Todd.
0: I've never sold pre rolls. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Oh, wow! What did it? I didn't convince you on that. What what made you think about that?
1: Oh no, no. I've always I've always felt that. I just have gone gone along with what's been going on for a long time. I mean, I I didn't use you know on my radio show I did for six years. I didn't have pre rolls. It was ridiculous. I all, only did mid roll host reads. That's the only thing I ever did. It's like putting a stop sign in front of your content. I mean, there's lots of people that come in and will just click the player, listen to 30 seconds of your show, and what's the first thing they hear? They hear an ad, right? It's not going to – It's that's not how you scale or grow your show.
0: We need to figure um, out a way to only give pre-rolls to existing subscribers and new people that listen to your show don't get bombarded with an ad.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably a better compromise because I guess where I'm, I, I have an objection to it is – Trying to attract new listeners. Yeah, um, what's their first experience that they have with your show when they click the play button? You don't want it to be an ad.
0: So this is how I All start. Right? This is how I start my show, and uh, this is how I take care of the sponsor at the beginning. I said, "This is Geek News Central. My name is Todd Cochran. The stories that leads today show are, and I have four leaders." And then I say, plus all the news of the day. And then I say, I want to welcome to episode 1,204 of the Geekness Central podcast for Monday, November 13th. The show is sponsored in part by GoDaddy.com and listeners like you. Great deals from GoDaddy can be found at GeeknessCentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. And then I go into the show. That's how I do my intro by giving the sponsor a plug at the beginning without being disruptive.
1: Yeah. I think that's a much much better flow. I I know that there's another model that's out there too. Leo Laporte does this too. Or at the very very beginning of his show, he, he does just really kind of like um billboard type brand mentions of the sponsors of his show. Yep. And that's and, and then he moves into the content. You know, I, you know, that's you know probably okay, you know, but um but I think st- as we get into this era of Highly competitive marketplace for listeners. I think, uh, that's the best strategy, uh, is to have a early mid roll mention of your sponsor or, or do your host read like within the first, probably within the first two minutes of your show. Um, but don't make it the first thing. You know, if you listen to my speaker live show, I, I do, um, main topics right at the top of my show. Uh, just quick mention what the main topics of the show are, and then I play my intro music and then I introduce the audience so it 's almost like this teaser at the beginning. This is what i 'm going to talk about really quickly, like in five seconds, and then I start the show uh, you know it it helps that listener decide if they 're going to continue listening or not um, and that's that 's up to them, not up to me to force an ad on them. Yeah,
0: I just um, the it, it, pre's not going to go away. Those that want to do it can,
1: you know? No, it's not. And 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 I'll be honest with you, Spreaker does pre-roll ad insertions right now. Uh, but I'm trying to encourage the the team to to move towards early, early mid-roll insertions. So, it's, so
0: some shows are doing pre pre mid 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 post post. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I, yeah, and I had heard, right. heard a little birdie tell me that a certain network is sold out. Their inventory is, they have no inventory. It's sold completely out. So, um, that's good. Big,
1: big network or yeah. upstart network? Or?
0: Uh, a, a new okay. York network is sold out, completely sold out. And, wow. uh, you couldn't For buy how long? Uh, a long time. You can't buy an ad in a show if you wanted to. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Also, what hey, let's talk uh Tom Webster posted something on uh, the podcast movement Facebook page it was a link to a Pandora article talking about uh Pandora's stock went up when someone mentioned that Oh
1: yeah, I saw that
0: that uh they may or podcasting would be a good fit for Pandora. And of course I had to add uh, yeah. had to add my notification basically saying uh <laughs> Uh, okay, no no audio platform has successfully integrated podcasting yet, and of course, I was told I was being poo pooing them. But
1: uh, yeah, Penor- well, no, you said no no um, music platform, music platform, yeah. So has been successful in launching podcasts,
0: which is true. So this was short
1: of iTunes, but yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's a little bit of a different example.
0: Yeah, so Pandora stock zooms higher as an analyst identifies podcast potential. Let's see if I can get this screen here. Four, five, six. I'm still remembering what numbers I'm on. Um, shares of Pandora jumped over 4% on Thursday. BMO Capital Markets says Pandora moved to grow non-music content such as podcasts could be key in reversing this year's steady stock price decline. The firm says Pandora's change to its business models are being underappreciated. So, are they actually doing some podcasts? They've done a few, right, but nothing big.
1: Well, th- they are. They are reaching out to the community. Um, I have spoken to Pandora. So, are they so, are they doing
0: onesies, have, twosies again, just like Spotify, or?
1: Well, I think it's still a little early to to talk too much about what they're doing or what they might do. Mm. Um, But it's, uh, I would say that they, they are seeing what, you know, a renewed interest on the part of Spotify. And this is a little bit of a reaction to that. I would say 18 months ago,
0: what was the exact words from Pandora? We will never, we will never put podcast on Pandora's platform.
1: I've never heard that talk.
0: Yes. They made been that
1: talking to, I've been talking to Pandora for representatives of Pandora for probably a good. All right. Let me Google. Four years now. Go, four years now. Let
0: me, let me go Google my email here.
1: <laughs> and, well, that may be what they put out publicly. I don't know, but, but, um, my, my, my conversations with them and Tim Westergren, who was the founder of Pandora, um, um, has said in a podcast, no joke, that, that Pandora would eventually have podcasts. Oh. He said that probably f- six years ago.
0: Huh. Okay. Here is, okay. So it goes back a little bit further. So my email was, uh, November 19th, 2013. So four years ago. <laughs> and, uh, that was their response then. We will never put podcast in Pandora. So so it's been a while.
1: <laughs> Who was that that gave that quote? Uh,
0: I won't say on the show, but there was... Okay. I don't know. I'll have to Google and see if that person's still even at there.
1: <laughs> Probably not.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that was November 19, yeah. 2013.
1: Okay. But. I think that there, there was a certain amount of resistance on their part. Um, the the feeling that I had was that they thought that uh, if there would be spoken word content like that, um, that it, it would be music related um, <clears throat> was always the comment that I had heard. Um, and then they, you know, in the last few years, they did that that exclusive deal that they did with um, American Life and Serial. Yeah. Right? That was their kind of foray into podcasting, um even though their distribution was not anything to do with podcasting. It was all about just the content um, you know, and you could you could say that about other players too this medium so the, know, so it's about the content, not about podcasting.
0: Tom indicated they did revenue share, but you would expect this part of a deal with serial that that would have been required. So the question then is, do you think you know Spotify's not doing Rev share? So do you think that uh Pandora will do <clears throat> Rev share with all podcasters?
1: Well That's hard to say. I don't know.
0: You know, that's uh, uh SoundCloud was supposed to do that, but uh, you know. I'm hearing a lot of people complaining that they didn't get a I mean, check and they're being charged for their account even after they agreed to do rev share. So,
1: I mean, Todd, it's it's technically <clears throat> possible. I would, oh, I would I would think say. so. It's technically possible. It, it from a business perspective, it may not be plausible. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I if if they do if Pandora does rev share, then you know I think that's a step in the right direction but mm-hmm. yeah. I think, you know, podcasters have to be prepared though.
1: For, it could be pennies
0: or, 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 or yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> the, you're going to be, you're, you're going to feel the pennies that the artist, uh, from the radio side, you know, what they've been complaining about for years that they're not getting no money out of these companies. Um, yeah. So yeah, it might be pennies. Um, yeah, who wants it? I'd like to see that check. Here's your three cents. Uh send, please send me that check. Uh, put,
1: they won't send you a check for until it's fifty bucks, Todd. So it's well, gonna be like yeah,
0: I want that I want that uh yeah. I want that three cent check is what I want. Um <laughs> so the even a fifty buck check after ten years, that might be cool. You know, it took me ten years to get to hey, fifty dollars.
1: Back when I kind of to jump back in time to when I started um, kind, of, kind of supporting podcasts like Function, I, I had mentioned earlier in the show, I'd mentioned um, Sync and Go, which was a Microsoft platform with Windows XP and Pocket PCs. When I joined that platform, just to give you a, a little bit of a example of what we're talking about here about uh, pennies, I got paid 25 cents per download. Wow. On that platform.
0: Wow. That's huge.
1: Well, it's pennies, right?
0: It's still 25 cents a download. You, you do the, multiply that by a 1,000. That's huge CPM.
1: No, I got, I got paid about five grand a month.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> to, that's awesome.
1: To distribute my radio show on c <clears throat> So,
0: So let, let me just do the math here real quick. Something. So if I could get 25 cents from my existing audience over at Geek News Central per episode,
1: I didn't even have to pay for the bandwidth. It, it was well, all provided.
0: Rob, Rob, if I could get, if I could get 25 cents for, per, per, uh, per download for my existing, you know, that, that's, that's a cool quarter million dollars a month, 25 cents you know, you multiply that by your existing audience. I mean, it just okay, let's take an average show. <laughs> okay. So uh-huh. let's take a, uh, let's take, um, let's, let's say you got 5,000 listeners, you know, that's still, you know, it's that at $1,250, yeah. you know, per show. That's oh, sign me up all day long. I'll take that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you know, so it's kind of funny though. When I tell my listeners, hey, just two bucks, just give me two bucks a month. And if you gave me two, but every, if every listener, every listener gave me $2 a month, I, I, I could like, uh, in the first month, we could hire like five people. Uh, the month two, we could, uh, put the down payment on like three acres of land. Um, uh, month three, we, we could build a bill. I mean, this, it's like, you know, the dynamics would be incredible. Just, just $2 a month supporting and, there would yeah. they would never have to hear, hear an ad ever again. Yeah. You know, if you and I got two dollars a month from every listener of this podcast, um mm. we 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 could almost live on that.
1: Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know I agree. So, so, you know, it it doesn't take a lot of two dollar listeners to really, you know. that's the thing I always kind of laugh about too, you know, but, uh, you know, you'll never get more than maybe 10% of people to, to donate, you know, if you're lucky, Mm -hmm. but let's let's go back and talk about, we didn't finish up talking about Spotify and Pandora and, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm not bullish on their, Ability to bring a lot of listeners and Tom says they, 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 they advertise on billboards and on the sides of buses and that stuff. Well, so. Todd, I
1: think he's, he's focused on what the potential is. Well, and of I, course. I do, I do agree with that. I think that there is potential there. Um, but, but the key is, um, how is the medium supported on those platforms? And is it, catering to or taking advantage of the the um, the medium's abilities? Or is it just being shoehorned into something that already exists, right? Which is the music distribution technology that they have. And I think that's the key question is they haven't been willing to, at this point, invest in making that content appropriate um, on their platforms. And I think that's, you know, and, and what their users actually want instead of forcing um, a certain type of user experience on users that is not a conforming user experience to what typical podcast listeners are looking for.
0: Yeah. I, I, and I also think, too, that I keep talking about being inclusive and I hope the Spotify people will wake up to know that they continue to alienate uh, a large percentage of the podcast community and um yeah.
1: you have to get, get engaged in the community you have to be visible you have to be uh reachable it, it's the same thing Todd, that, that I did at microsoft i it, mean for all those years and and you, and
0: have you, to, and you can't have yeah. gatekeepers you know and um you know that uh that has to end you know they've got their uh, spotify at least has their online application form now that they're approving shows but uh it's you know it's still a process and there's no guarantee and there's no Feedback if you don't get approved, you know, so, um, you know, they, they've got to, uh, you know, at some point they got to figure out how they're going to be more inclusive in the space.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think early on, uh, Spotify did put forth some efforts. I mean, I, I had, uh, Rachel Green on a panel at podcast movement. And she was you know, the, the one that was in charge of the Spotify experience. Um, and and I, I recorded a podcast with her. Unfortunately, I, I lost the recording um, that I had with her. Um, she explained a lot of what they were trying to accomplish. Um, but they have been a podcast movement. Um, I don't believe Pandora has been a podcast movement. Well,
0: one thing's for sure yeah. is that uh, they've expanded their team. I think they're up to five or six now, so they're a little yeah. more serious about it.
1: Yeah, no, I would say I I would agree.
0: So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this uh, with these initiatives with these groups. I, again, I, I as I said to Tom in the comments, I hate to be a pessimist, but when when they can break five percent, you know, then I might get excited. You know if they can actually drive the needle to get actual listeners where it's tangible and they they're they're you know if if an audience can get five percent of their audience listening on one of these platforms, then I say they're a player, but very few i mean very few platforms have been able to break five percent, you know yeah. so. You know, look at Android. For most shows, Android's 13 14%. For my show, it's, it's pretty significant because I've been pushing it heavy. But, you know, if, you, if you've got half of the mobile force, half of the world's mobile phones, and you only got 13% of them listening to podcasts, then how does, how does Spotify and Pandora get to 5%? And are they bringing new listeners? Is it 5% of new listeners? Mm-hmm. You know, if they can do that, then that's saying something. But if they, if they, if it remains, you know, in the, in the, in know, in the, not even the nosebleed area, down in the, the sub-basement, you know, it's, I don't know, I, I, I remain a pessimist, Sorry i i hope they listen but you know i i I don't know if they do
1: i really don't yeah Yeah, it's hard to say um yeah todd i was trying to find a link to to show you that that sink and go thing um
0: so by the way any any of you that are doing blogs any of you that have blogs or doing uh, podcast shows, you need to start asking these hard questions of these groups. You need to start publicly asking, when are you going to come inclusive? When are you going to open up? When are you going, what's your policy on revenue share? You need, we need to start publicly asking these questions of these companies. You need to be nice about it.
1: Yeah. Don't bash them. Just, no, just be just give them constructive feedback yeah, in, on in, what they need to do. They
0: need to hear, because I don't think, even today, they understand. I don't think they understand the dynamics of the podcasting space. I really don't think they do. I might be wrong. But we need to start talking to them and asking questions respectfully. and. Hopefully, they'll answer.
1: Yeah. I think that's key.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Rob, we're...
1: You're a Oh, are we at... Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: wow. we're at 90 minutes. Yeah, I was,
1: live. Yep. I I was going to send you a link to that, that sink and go thing, but...
0: I've got an uh, interview in about 20 minutes with a student that's doing his... Uh, I think he's doing a... His master's degree dissertation, dissertation on podcasting. So, it's either his master's degree or something for a, a undergraduate. I don't know, but I, I'm doing an interview with him here in about uh, twenty minutes on that. So that should be fun to, uh, to talk to someone that's been studying podcasting that maybe isn't necessarily a podcaster.
1: No, that'll be. Yeah, I, I occasionally have those kind of um, calls too, where people are doing like a paper at a school or something like that. Um, yes, so Todd, I just sent you that link.
0: Okay. So also the New York times magazine, uh, I talked to them earlier in the week. They're, they're looking at, uh, the growth of political podcast. And so expect a article to come out in the New York times magazine, not the New York times. So there is a difference. Um, that talks about this. So
1: uh, is that like a slide in addition in the I, I, in the newspaper though?
0: I'm I do not subscribe to the New York Times. I don't know. I would assume so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, but they they called us because we had been quoted in a Vice article in April about the same topic and they wanted updated numbers. So and of course their deadline was like in ten minutes and I you know had to make Angelo scramble to and luckily, he's starting to keep all those scripts. <laughs> so we just all we had to do is paste it in the command line, and it went blah. You know, it gave him the information. So,
1: Todd, I, that uh, link is probably there, yeah, and it's a page that was written by um, Jake uh, uh, Luddington. Oh, uh, really? That has a bunch of screenshots of the platform. All
0: right, let me load this up. This this we're going back in the time machine, huh? So here's the here's the power of a blog, that the article was written. Actually, it was released in two thousand eight, but it has looks like yeah. he, he may have updated it. So let me see
1: here. Yeah, because the whole platform was shut down um, in two thousand
0: five. Oh my god, that that's like looking at oh. Rob. <laughs> yeah. There's the partners, uh, CNBC, NPR, MSNBC, Today show, nightly news, CBS market watch yeah. weekly golf. Yeah. Well, those are all just like, you know, uh, indie podcasts,
1: right? <laughs> well, I mean, Todd, I was on this list too. It's just, uh, you can't see my show oh. listing there because, uh, the list was longer than this.
0: Right. But, I mean, uh, Rob, you were, there were for a
1: <laughs> couple of shows in there. There was Ken, Ken radio, World Tech Roundup yeah. that was a an online audio show podcast but yeah
0: Ugh.
1: it was a licensing deal
0: look at how many look was. at how many screens it had to, to to describe this no wonder it didn't have any adoption
1: <laughs> well it actually had about a actually it had about 3 million users really
0: wow they missed. Yep. They missed their calling. They should have opened it. They they could have. Little did they know they could have owned the space.
1: <laughs> yeah, they actually started this in uh, 2003. Yeah, so that and then they shut it down right after podcasting started. After I screamed at them, just add more content providers. I think that what they didn't want to do was have to add uh, more content providers and pay them twenty five cents per
0: download. Right. John, to <laughs> sign me up for that. I could have retired five years ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. That's probably, that, that's probably the real reason they shut it down. It was starting to get popular.
0: If there's anyone out so. there that is willing to do a deal with me where they'll even just, yeah, we'll take 15 cents, that's 15 cents a download. Um, Hey, be happy to talk to you all day long. I'll sign that contract with you the, about two hours after I receive it. Um, we just want a guaranteed <laughs> revenue for three years. You know. So uh,
1: oh, Todd, yeah. always pitching, aren't you? Of
0: course. You know, that's a pitch. you will never get responded to. All right. So everyone, thanks for being <laughs> okay, here. Okay. I'm, you, know, you can reach me Todd at dot uh, com or on Twitter at geek news, Rob.
1: I can be reached uh Rob at Spreaker.com or Rob at Rob and That's with two E's and, and, uh, and on, on Twitter at Rob Greenley, it's a great place to reach out to me and let me know what you're thinking.
0: So are we, uh, are we doing a show post Turkey day? Or are you going to be out and about or what's the plan?
1: Post Turkey day. I'm, I'm game with doing, okay. doing a show on the 25th. Sure,
0: All right. I'm uh, Black Friday. I'm shopping right here. In this chair. I'm like, or maybe, maybe on the couch. I'm not, I don't do Black Friday. I do Black, I do Black Monday on Black Friday.
1: (laughs) Okay. So you're not going to go down and get trampled to death at the front of a store. No,
0: no, I'm not going to stand in Walmart line five hours for a, for a underpriced, underpowered junk TV that they only have 10 of. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that.
1: (laughs) Smart man. Yeah, I'm not either.
0: All right, and if you are out there and doing it, hey, here's one thing I am looking for. I'm looking for the Super Nintendo, the, the SNES, the little mini one, that the package that's come out. If anyone sees yeah. one, buy two. I'm good for it. Now, if 10 of you say that you've bought them for me, I'm, that's fine too. We'll put them on eBay and we'll make money together. But if anyone sees a Nintendo Super NES, but I mean, grab two if they let you grab two, because I I haven't been able to score one yet, and I feel I'm going to be out and down and out. But um, yeah, if you score one, I'm I'm good for it. Just uh, just email me. <laughs> I'll pay for shipping and everything. But all right, everyone, thanks for being here. We'll see uh, you.
1: Okay. We'll see you next week on the on the new media show. Everyone, take care. Bye bye. Okay. Bye.